The following sermon is by Dan Thomas, pastor and teacher at Community Church in Edwardsburg, Michigan. If you've never visited us at Community Church, we invite you to join us at 28647 US 12 West in Edwardsburg. And now, here is Pastor Dan Thomas. We are going to get moving right into our text today in the book of Matthew chapter 6. And uh, we have been going through the Sermon on the Mount, and today we get into Matthew chapter 6. We're going to read the first 13 verses, so uh, we'll have them up on the screen, but if you want to read them uh, in the Bible that you have or on your device, uh, that would be great as we go through that. need to mention something really weird for just a second here. Uh, I don't know if this is cool or not right now. I, I'm, you know, I never know what's fashionable, but I forgot my socks today, uh, so I just changed. I don't have any socks. Is that, is that stylish now? It just feels uncomfortable to me. Uh, it doesn't feel good at all, but, uh, but, but I, I thought maybe I was cool. I, I, I stumble on... No. <laughs> okay. Thank you for clarifying. All right. As I said, we're going to go ahead and uh, read these first verse, 13 verses together of the book of Matthew, chapter 6. Jesus said, beware of practicing your righteousness before other people in order to be seen by them. For then you have no reward from your Father who is in heaven. Thus, when you give to the needy, sound no trumpet, which is actually something the Pharisees literally did. They had a trumpet on their waist, and they would do that. As the hypocrites do in the synagogues and in the streets, that they may be praised by others. Truly, I say to you, they have their reward. When you give to the needy, do not let your left hand know what your right hand is doing, so that your giving may be in secret. And your Father who sees in secret will reward you. And when you pray... You must not be like the hypocrites, for they love to stand and pray in the synagogues and at the street corners that they may be seen of others. Truly, I say to you, they have their reward. But when you pray, go into a room, shut the door and pray to your father who is in secret and your father who sees in secret will reward you. And when you pray, do not heap up empty phrases as the Gentiles do, for they think that they will be heard for their many words. Do not be like them, for your Father knows what you need even before you ask Him. And then He's going to go on and, and tell them how to pray. thought it was interesting, though. We have been uh, going through and, and focusing from the Sermon on the Mount, seeing how much Jesus talked about the importance of the heart, the attitude, the spirit behind everything. And now in chapter 6, He moves into some of, if you will, the acts of Christianity, fasting and prayer and, uh, and giving. But he says, while you do these things, he says, it's still a matter of the heart. I'm still going to address how important your heart is, how important your motive is in doing these things. And I don't want you to do them as the hypocrites. Now, whatever word you want to put in there, when I was talking to Quincy this week, he used the phrase, he said, I don't want to be checking the boxes. But sometimes in Christianity, that's what we're doing. We're checking the boxes. We're putting on the show. Uh, we're making sure that people think we're in good shape. Jesus says, don't be like that. That word hypocrites was the Greek word really for the actors. The Greek actors that would put the mask on. You know, I got a new role. I'm going to wear the mask. And what Jesus is saying is, don't go through life wearing a mask. Don't go through life pretending. Don't go through life just going through the motions. But then he goes, and you can see what's coming here. You're familiar with this, what we call the Lord's Prayer. Then he goes and he teaches them to pray. But it's kind of funny to me because he said, don't go, just go through the motions. Just don't repeat things that don't mean anything. And then he gives us a prayer that is probably the most repeated prayer there ever has been. 
And I think this is a great prayer. In fact, I would encourage you that we would repeat the Lord's Prayer and say the Lord's Prayer. However, what Jesus said is, don't just do it without thinking about it. So last week, uh, I was going to show you. Well, no, let's go ahead and finish this up. And then we're going to come back through and read this in more detail. So he said, pray like this. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we also forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Now, I sat down on Monday morning and I put together my sermon for today. There it is. It's the only time you see it. We're not going to go through this outline. But uh, I went home after last week and I felt like, and in my own hard-hearted stubbornness, for some reason in my mind, I thought, we've been three weeks in the Sermon on the Mount. We haven't even finished chapter five. We're going to finish chapter five. And I was determined we're going to finish chapter five. So I got out the bowl, a big spoon, and I just kept shoveling. I think everybody had their mouth full. They couldn't even chew up what I was giving them. But I said, here, let your light shine. Here, your righteousness has to exceed that of the Pharisees. Here, uh, don't uh, lust. Here, don't commit adultery. Here, uh, like that. And I kept just shoveling. It was one of those days when I got home afterwards and uh, talking to my wife about the message. And uh, <laughs> this is her great line. Uh, whenever my message isn't very good, she never says, well, that wasn't very good. What she says is, well, here's what I tried to get out of it. <laughs> I think it's her way of saying, that wasn't too hot, but uh, God can use it in my life anyway because it's not about you. Uh, but she kind of gave me that. In fact, she's not even here today. She's looking for a better preacher. But, uh, she, uh, uh, but, she, but she gave me that line, and I knew, you know. And So when I sat down on Monday morning, put together my notes and put together that outline, I really felt like God said, hey, buddy, how about you slow down for a second here? And instead of shoveling and not even giving people a chance to, to why don't you uh, take a smaller spoon and take just a couple bites here today, and let's really kind of uh, chew them up a little bit. So we're going to look at this, what we call the Lord's Prayer, or the model prayer, this example prayer that Jesus gave us, and just kind of together as a group for a few minutes, we're going to meditate on some of the thoughts of it. Now, group meditation sounds a little creepy, I understand. But what I mean is that hopefully as we talk about it and as you think about it, uh, God will just guide our thoughts to really digest the, what is being said here so that we are not then stuck uh, just going through the motions. And I hope, like I said, I would encourage you. You say, hey, this week I'm going to pray the Lord's Prayer or, or the model prayer every day. Fine, but I really want us to think about it because as we go through this again, it is so familiar. It is so familiar that I often catch myself saying things and not even think about what we're saying. So he began by saying this, our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. When we looked at the beginning of chapter 5 and we saw the beginning of the Sermon on the Mount, we said that the foundation for what really kingdom living is found in that first beatitude, blessed are the poor in spirit. I would say that the foundation for Christian prayer is found in this phrase right here. As we look at that phrase, our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Let's think for a minute about those first two words, our Father. I... Um, <laughs> Again, I'm, I, I get a little giddy and a little silly and everything like that, but I have just loved this past week of getting to talk to different people. Um, as Ed was baptized today, I saw his son here and uh, his daughter, and uh, <laughs> yeah, I kind of just so happy for them, so happy for their family. With it, in each case, as I got to talk to the folks being baptized, talk to... Um, 
uh, Natalia's dad and and, uh, and uh, Andrew's dad and of course uh, Devlin and and uh, Noah's dad and 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 saw them. I knew how incredibly excited Josh was about baptism. When I talked to Quincy months ago, I think the first time he was here and I met him, he was telling me about the rough journey that he'd been on. And he said, you know what, though? He said, through it all, my dad has been a rock. He said, my dad is the real deal. I remember him saying that. My dad is a real deal. Like I said, Ed is off caring for another child today. But I just thought about that relationship. And I was so excited because I want you to picture that. I want you to think about that relationship. I am sorry because I know that for many of you, you can relate to a book that my friend wrote, where, which is called When Father is a Bad Word. Because I know our earthly fathers sometimes not only that we all come up short, but I know in some cases we actually have a very negative. And I hate that some people live with that, but I want to invite you to find the father of the fatherless and to realize that when God invites us into the, okay, remember, Jesus is saying, don't put on a show. Don't go through the motions. Don't check the boxes. Don't be a hypocrite. Don't wear the mask. I want this to be something that's real. The key to that is this relationship, our father. Now we go on, and of course, this Father is in heaven. He is high above us. He is holy. He sees everything, and we can perfectly trust His infinite wisdom uh, as we pray. And then Jesus said, hallowed be your name. Reverent awe for this Father. So, so let's digest this all here for a second. Let's think about this all. Let's put this together, okay? When I stop and I pray and I say, dear Father, Heavenly Father, who has adopted me into his family through Jesus Christ. I say, Father, I am talking to the infinite God of the universe, the God who commanded the clouds that were moving around this morning and dropping a little rain and stuff like that, the God who gives me this breath that I breathe right now, the God who is the author of life, this infinite, perfect, holy God of the universe. And I get to stop and say, Father, that's what I wanted to, us to meditate on a little bit this morning. In Psalm 8, the psalmist says, what is man? He said, when I consider everything, when I consider your creation, when I see how incredible you are, how powerful you are, I have to ask myself, what in the world is man that you're mindful of him or the son of man that you care for him? I don't even understand how this could be. And I'd like us to be there for a moment this morning. So when we pray, it is so easy for us, folks. I mean, think about, you know, some of the songs we sing and stuff like that. If we're familiar with them, how easy it is just to spill through the words and say the words. And we can find ourselves even doing that in prayer sometimes. But if you would stop with me and recognize that phrase, our Father who is in heaven. Think about the incredible majesty of that phrase. He goes on. Jesus said, pray like this. Your kingdom come. Your will be done. And again, I, my spirit was rebuked a little bit at how many times my prayers are to try to bend the will of this all-powerful God to what I want. That's how often I, that's how I, so I want you to again, just to meditate with me a little bit or think about that a little bit, that idea of are my prayers desiring his will, desiring his glory, or are they thinking, or, or are they more just focused on me and what I think best should be done? Um, I'll illustrate with some, something goofy that uh, just a pastor speak here for a second. And uh, actually we have a pastor or two guests here today for the baptism, but uh, the uh, 
Pastors, uh, you'll understand this maybe a little bit. You shouldn't because this is wrong thinking, but you will. Uh, And I will too. But I, I was thinking, what if God wanted to really just abundantly pour out his blessing on a church in Edwardsburg? Just really just, hey, here you go. Here you go. I'm going to do something amazing. You think today was exciting watching folks get baptized? You ain't seen nothing yet. I'm just going to pour out my blessings and you're going to see it. And what if God said, oh, but not your church? (laughs) I got to admit, I'd be like, what? Uh, Do I want his will? Do I want his glory? Do I really want that? Now, let let me go on. What if if in my personal life, God says, "I, I want to use you powerfully and I want to use you through sickness. I want to use you through hardship. I want to use you through persecution. I want to, uh, I want to use you in the midst of financial difficulty. I want you to like that. I'm not so anxious to pray that prayer, if, that's, if that would mean, if it would mean that. But can I encourage us to just stop and say, when I pray, am I trying to bend the will of God to what I want? Or am I submitting to his will and what he wants to do in my life. And then Jesus said, there's probably not a more familiar line in any prayer. Give us this day our daily bread. But again, let's think, do I really mean that? What, God, I want enough for this day. I want enough today. I want just enough so that I'm not starving. But I also want just enough so that I continue to depend upon you and trust in you. I mean, is this really how we pray? There's a prayer of wisdom in the book of Proverbs where it says, Remove far from me falsehood and lying. (laughs) Listen to this prayer. Give me neither poverty nor riches. Until I read this earlier in the week, I'm not sure I've ever prayed, God, don't make me rich. (laughs) Not on the top of my prayer list. I don't mind being rich. Uh, But give me neither poverty nor riches. Feed me with food that is needful for me. Give me just what I need that I would trust in you more and more. Doesn't that make us stop and think? Now, let, let's, let's go ahead and go a little bit further here. Just asking ourselves, are we focused on him and his will and his glory or our own? Jesus said, and forgive our debts as we also forgive our debtors. As we also forgive our debtors, forgive others in the same way that we forgive. Is that how I pray? And then how about this? And God lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Mercy Me has a song that talks about, he says, there's got to be more than going back and forth, doing right and doing wrong, and and that's all I ever do. And he talks about a white-knuckle approach to the Christian life. I'm just going to stink and try harder, and I can make it like that. But what we miss oftentimes is this prayer that says, God, today I need you more than anything. Would you please deliver me from evil? You see, the Bible talks about, and there's a great outline of this from uh, the book of Romans chapter 8. But the Bible talks about that for right now, we can boldly proclaim, I am free from the penalty of sin. Jesus has paid it all. We can do that right now. We can also say that someday, someday in eternity, I know that I will be free from the very presence of sin. And that's awesome. But God has also given us the promise that in this life, we can be free from the power of sin. So is that something that on each day, is, I'm going to try harder, God. I'm going to do better. But I'm actually stopping. Again, listen. Jesus started off, he says, hey, don't, don't do this thing putting on a show. 
Don't do this thing going through the motions. Don't do this thing to impress somebody else. Don't do this thing even to press yourself and make yourself feel better. This thing is real. I, I love that. I, again, that was a phrase uh, Quincy used with me this week. He, he said, I want, fo- I want folks to know this thing is real to me. It's, it's real. I don't think it really was before as I grew up, uh, even in the church, but this is real to me now. Well, the reality comes from this relationship. And I think as we look at this prayer that he gave as a model, and we really stop and we meditate and we think about it a little bit and just re- realize that rather than just going through the motions, I could, and I debate it, should we all stand and say the Lord's Prayer? And that's, that's great. But I thought instead of that, let's take a few moments, take one little bite at a time. Who knows where that's been? <laughs> Take one little bite at a time and kind of chew it up a little bit and realize that God has for us to have a living, vital relationship with him. And out of that flows these other things. I don't want to start saying, okay, I'm going to be a better Christian. I'm going to fast. I'm going to be a better Christian. I'm going to put some money in the offering plate. Let's start right here. Our father. Okay. We can be adopted into the family of God because Jesus Christ shed his blood. He said, I don't call you slaves anymore. He said, I call you children. No longer a slave to sin, but now I'm a child of God, our father. And as we pray, realize that, yes, it's, it's, it's personal. If you want to say, boy, it's like crawling up on the, on the lap. I have one more thing real fast. I almost brought them in to show you, but I didn't want to be one of those kind of grandfathers. I was going through my pictures yesterday, scrolling. My wife is out of town right now, so I was going through a little family time, and I was scrolling. I love the pictures of us with the grandkids and everything like that, but my two favorite pictures in there are my son-in-law sitting with my grandson. Uh, They're on the bed, and they're kind of like sharing a little secret. I mean, he was probably two and a half, and they're sitting there, and it's his suite, and my son with with his son up on his shoulders. I just love that picture of that closeness, that intimacy. Can we dive into that intimacy today? Our Father, the infinite God of the universe, allows me to call him by that name. We're going to leave by singing, Let the Redeemed of the Lord Say So, because that's what happened for these uh, nine folks here today. They said so. So uh, Adam and Barry and Patience are going to make their way up there, and Jennifer's already there, and, and uh, we're going we're to sing together uh, after we pray. But... Um, can I, can I say, has it been good to be in the house of the Lord this day? Amen. Can I say, has it been warm to be in the house of the Lord this day? It has a little toasty in here. Uh, but uh, I, didn't, I didn't see any eyelids. Maybe I wasn't looking carefully. Usually when it gets warm, I start to watch people nod off. But, uh, but I think you're, yeah. <laughs> okay, you're right. It doesn't have to be warm. But, uh, but uh, why, don't we, why don't we pray and just thank the Lord for his incredible power, his working in our midst, and then let's just proclaim together. Let, the, let us, as the redeemed of the Lord, proclaim his goodness. Father, thank you. Um, yeah, Lord, I don't, I don't want to be guilty of what I was talking about right now. I don't, I don't want to just uh, pray so, you know, the way I think a service ought to be closed. Father, we need you incredibly. Um, I want to pray for the nine folks who are baptized here today, Lord. I... <laughs> I know that there will be an attack, there will be a plan on each one of them from an enemy to try to shake their faith. So Lord, I, I lift them up, I, I lift the moms and dads up that are supporting these young people. Um, and, and Lord, I pray 
that you would help us, that we've committed to this course of following you. Lord, would you help us to build that route that we're going down on our relationship with you? I pray in Jesus' name. Amen. You've been listening to Pastor Dan Thomas of Community Church in Edwardsburg. For more information about the church, you can visit our website, edwardsburg.church. You may also contact the church via email, info at edwardsburg.church, or call us at 269-663-2648. Thank you for listening.